Welcome everyone to the Oave Torah Daf Yomi Shur. Today's Shur is Daf Mem Hey. We will be beginning on Daf Mem Hey from the two dots about nine lines down. The Mishnah had said, Anyone who goes out to rescue someone is allowed to go back to their place. No matter how far it seems like you went out, since you went to rescue someone, we are going to allow you to go back to your spot. Says Does that mean we'll let you go even more than 2,000 amot? But Amarta, didn't we say, the Reisha says you can only go 2,000 amot. We weren't just saying that you could go back. We're telling you that if you were going to save somebody and you took your bazooka with you to protect some Jewish people and now they're protected, not only are you allowed to come back, when we said you could go back to your place, we mean that you could bring back your bazooka with you. So what's the question? Why did you bother by saying this? Maybe you're coming to save. And therefore, it's different. What's going on over here is the following. The, the Mishnah had said that anyone who leaves the Tchum for a mitzvah, let's say you left Bineshut, which would include a guy going to testify or a midwife, he could come, he has 2,000 amot. And now we're saying that if you go to Atzil, you have more than 2,000 amot. Why should the guy going to save have more? That's what we had asked the question. The Gemara now wants to, what's the problem? Maybe we have a special rules for a guy who went to save. Rather, if there was a question, this was the question that made, that made Rabbi Huda say that you're allowed to go back with Kizayim. We learned Originally, when the witnesses used to go to Yushalayim to testify for the new moon, they used to tell them, oh, since you went out of Tchum, you're stuck here the whole day. The rabbi made a rule that they have 2,000 more in every generation, in every direction, because he wanted them to continue to come. He didn't want them to say, I don't want to walk to Yushalayim, because if I walk to Yushalayim, maybe they won't need me, and I'll be stuck within four amot. It's not untroubling. And therefore, Rabbi made a rule that they could walk 2,000 more in every direction. Not only these guys, even a midwife who came to give birth, who also has to leave a tomb, also has 2,000 more in every direction. A guy who's coming to save from a fire or from, from a, a flood or a, uh, uh, an avalanche or an army is also able to walk to Azamot. They're like the people in the city. They go every direction. So now, since the brightest they have 2001 every direction, we ask Vitulo, how could it be? Is that all you could go? I think go even further. We said in Amishnah that not only could you go 2,000 amot, you could, you could go even all the way back to your place, even if it's more than 2,000 amot. So why are we saying you have only 2,000 amot? So that was the contradiction. Amar Bihuda, says, not only could you could walk back, but you could even bring back your weapons, and you could bring your weapons all the way back to your house. Like we saw in the Brighta, but if you now, originally, they, what they used to do, whenever there was a chapsim, 
and the Jews had to go and take their bazookas and rifles with them to fight against the Goyim on Shabbat. Of course, you're allowed to do it. Pekoch Nefesh, you're allowed to take your rifles and go fight Goyim to save Jewish lives. And when they come back from fighting, they would go back and they would leave their weapons in the first Jewish house that was close to the wall of the city because they didn't want to carry their weapons on Shabbat any further. After all, They don't want to carry their weapons on Shabbat and they don't want to carry them out of the tomb more than they have to. Once they're back in the city, they will leave the weapons there. One time, the, the, the enemy spotted them and they, they, they attacked them. And the Jews went into the house to get their weapons. And the Goyim followed them. The Jews, because they were they were had to go into one house to get their stuff, their weapons, the, 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 the tightness caused the tragedy that the Jews killed other Jews even more than the Goyim killed them. After that, they said that everyone should take their, their uh, weapons to their homes and they have them ready in case they have a re-attack. Um, Rabbi Moshe Feinstein uses this heter to allow the Hatzalah guys to drive back to the house. People ask me, okay, after the Hatzalah takes them to the hospital, how is Hatzalah allowed to bring them back? And the answer is the same idea that the people bring their weapons back, the Hatzalah people could bring their cars back to their house as well, according to Rabbi Moshe Feinstein. Of course, it's not the easiest heter. Rabbi Shlomo Zalman disagrees, but the heter is based on this Gemara. Says the Gemara, Rav Nachman by Yitzchak Omar, Lo kasha, there's no question. One is when the Jews overcame the Goyim. When in Rosh Hashanah we said Yistak, 2000 Amot, that's if the Jews beat the Goyim. If we beat the Goyim, there's no one they're going to attack us. Then you only have 2000 Amot. Our case is when the Jews, when the Goyim beat themselves. That's a nice way, a nice way of saying that the Jews lost. And therefore, then they only have, then they can go to their houses because they might get attacked no matter where they are. You have Goyim who are attacking a Jewish city. The Jews cannot go out with their weapons. They can't break Shabbat. We have a bright also. I mean, when did we say that the Jews are not allowed to attack on Shabbat because it's a breaking Shabbat? That's when the Goyim came to collect the taxes. The Goyim came to kill people. Then, of course, you can break Shabbat. But if you're in a city that's close to the border, when the border area, they used to have special fortifications to protect the, the, the vulnerable interior. Then, even if they didn't come for lives, even if they came for straw, which is not important, you're allowed to go out and protect them with weapons. Of course, there could be a, a future danger to life. Amar Yosef Bar Yumi. 
Amar of Nachman, Ubechol, Ubavel, Ki Iris Bukhal Safar. The city of Avel is like a border city, and therefore, even on Shabbat for money, you're allowed to protect it because there's other cities behind it that are being protected by it. But what does it mean, Bavel? Bavel is not a city, Bavel is a country. And we're talking about the city of Nahardai, which is the vanguard against the Goyim attacking. Derashim Dustai Dimin Bira. Dustai Dimin Bira made a Derashah. What's the basuk that says that David was told that the Muslim are attacking Kiliah and they are attacking the granaries? Tana, we learned. Kiliah was a city that was next to the border. They came to get straw. They were just attacking, trying to get some straw. They said they were attacking the garden. The garden is the flesh, threshing floor where there's a lot of straw. And the Pasuk says, David asked the Urim Vitamim, asking, should he go to battle with them? Hashem told him you should go. My Kimi Bale, what was he asking? If you're saying he was asking the Urim Vitamim if it's Mutar or Asur, why would he ask the Urim Vitamim? He would have asked his uh, Rabbi Shmuel. It must be he was asking if he's going to succeed or not. And therefore, it must be that asking on Shabbat, that attacking on Shabbat is fine. And just, he wants to know if he's going to win. So we see from here that attacking on Shabbat is fine. It says, go save Kiliyah. Right? And it sounds like Hashem is promising him that they're going to succeed. So it must be that the question was about success and not about Mutad. Because like Mishnah says, you're always allowed to defend a border city, which Kiliyah was... Ki'ilah, I'm sorry, Ki'ilah was a border city. No Mishnah. Mi shiyashab derech, a guy who sat down on the road. V'yamad, v'ra'ah, harehu samuk la'ir. He sat down, he didn't know where he was. And when he stood up, he saw that he's close to the city. Ho'yim v'lo'ay takar tolakach. Since when he sat down, he didn't have in mind that he wanted to be connected to the city. He's not part of the city, he's not part of the residence. And therefore, he could walk to the If those two thousand more bring him into the city, which we said it would, so that he could go in the right part of the city. But in the left part of the city, which is outside his two thousand more, he's not allowed to go. He doesn't become like a city guy. Once he goes in, he's part of the city. And therefore, he could walk the entire city, even if it's out of his two thousand more, because he's a city guy. There was a story according to the city, And he didn't even know before that he was going to go in. So you see that I'm right that you become part of the city. Tanya, we learned in a brighter. The story again that everyone was going away. And he stayed outside the city. In the morning. There were some shepherds who noticed him. They said, oh, look at this. The great Rabbi is born outside that city. They said, Rabbi, 
The city's in front of you. Come in. Why are you sitting outside on Shabbat all alone? You're a rabbi. Come into the city. He came in. He sat in the shul. He made a dirashah the whole day. They were surprised that a guest lecturer walking on Shabbat outside the Tchum. They told him. So the Tanaim, who agreed with Meir, argued. They said, Yeah, that's the proof. Who told you to be the one didn't know? Maybe he knew he was in Tchum and he just stayed outside anyway. Or, or maybe the Bebedash that he made the Dirashah in was in his Tchum. Maybe really he would never go to the left side of the city. But this Bebedash was in the right side of the city, which is within 2001 from the place where he was staying outside the city. Okay, beautiful. Next, Mishnah. You have a guy who slept on the road. He didn't know that it got dark. He has 2,000 amot in every direction. These are the words of Yochum Menuri. But the rabbis say, He only has four amot. Here's a guy who fell asleep on Friday afternoon outside the city. And he wasn't planning to accept Shabbat. When he wakes up, it's Friday night already. Now, Normally, he would have 2,000 more in each direction. But this fellow didn't have it in mind. So maybe he has nothing. But Rebbe Yochum says, no, he still has 2,000 more in each direction, even though he was sleeping when Shabbat started. But the rabbis say, no, it's not true. Since you were sleeping and you didn't have it in mind to accept 2,000 amot, it doesn't come automatically. And lo el amot, he only has four amot. Rebbe says, this is what we mentioned before. Rebbe holds that when we give you four amot, it's only four amot from where you are, two amot in each direction. But you can't go four amot in one direction and zero the other. You're stuck going two each way. You have four altogether. You go four amot in any one direction. Even if Lezer agrees that you can't go four amot in both directions, he's saying you have four amot one way and zero the other way if you want. Or you can do two and two like the other rabbi, but he's saying that the difference is whether or not you have a choice to move your whole... Four amot in one direction. Umodere bidai agrees to the stricter rabbis, Shim Berelo, that if you pick to go east, you can't change it on Shabbat and switch another way to go to go west. Says if there are two guys, each one has a four amot area to go in, and they're stuck alone with all Shabbat, if their four amot overlap, let's say. They are three amot away from each other, and there's one ama overlap between the things because each one, Ruvain made his, his eruv. He made his, not eruv. Ruvain made his four amot to, his, to the east, and Shimon made his to the west, and therefore they overlap by one ama. What's the halacha? Mevi'in ochlim be'emsa. They could bring food and eat it in the middle. If Ruvain has bread, and Shimon has bologna, they can, and they don't want to eat separately. They can come to the one ama in the middle, and they can both have bologna sandwiches, no problem. As long as each one doesn't go to the other one, which means that Ruvain, who has the bread, cannot bring any of Shimon's bologna back into his his three amot, and Shimon cannot bring any of Ruvain's bread into his three amot. They can only eat sandwiches in the middle. Says the Gemara. Hayush Loshef, there's three guys with these four amot. 
The middle guy is overlapping the, the two, the left guy and the right guy. He can eat with the middle guy. Can eat with both of them. They can eat with him. But the outside guys, assume they cannot get to each other. The, the muvla does not allow one to go to the other. Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Shimon says, "What is the similar to?" If you have two chatserot that are open to each other, okay. They're open to me also. If the two made it over with the middle guy, he mutated to him. The middle one is mutated to carry back and forth to them. Him with him, they can carry it. They can't carry to each other. Beautiful. Okay. Says the Gemara, Bayi Rava. Rava asked a question. Whenever you see the word Bayi, it always means a what if question, it's not an attack question. Why does Rabbi Yochanan Manuri allow a sleeping guy to get 2,000 a Does he hold that hefker things are koneh shivita? This means as follows. In general, not only do you have to stay within your 2,000 amot, we mentioned before that also your property needs to stay within 2,000 amot. Okay, so if I have my, my assume I have, I have 2,000 amot, no one can take my pita bread outside my 2,000 amot. Now, what about something that was hefker? Let's say someone leaves a hefker box of masks on Ocean Parkway. And someone wants to wear the mask. Does that mask have 2,000 amot in every generation, in every direction? Or do we say, no, masks have stuck in format. So we, we want to assume that Rabbi Yochum Manuri assumes that hefker items have 2,000 more in every direction. And therefore, the guy who fell asleep is no worse than a hefker mask. And just like a hefker mask has nothing in mind and gets 2,000 more in each direction, Rabbi Yochum Manuri says, so too, a guy who's sleeping has 2,000 more in each direction. Ubedin hu diaflog bekelim. And really, by rights, our Mishnah could have spoken about masks instead of people. Because there's no difference between a mask and a person. They're both the same. So why did we choose a man to show the machloka between Yerucha Manuri and Chachamim? We could have talked about masks. We did it for a reason. We did it to show you how strict the strict rabbis are. That the rabbis, not only do they say you only have four amot, by a mask, but even by a man, even by a man that you might have said, by a man you might say, hey, a man is not a mask, since a man sleeping is much better than a mask. Of course, a mask can never understand something, and a sleeping man can possibly later understand something. And therefore, you, if I would have spoken about masks, you might have thunk, oh, the Mishnah only spoke about masks because masks can never understand. But a man who could sometimes understand when he's sleeping is the same. And, the, even, and then when he's sleeping, there's no machloket. And even the rabbis allowed to tell them what. therefore, we picked the case of a man to teach you that even a man who can wake up and can have brains, still when he's sleeping, the chachamim are strict and say you only have four amot. That's one way to understand. Or Dilma, or maybe. Rabbi Yochum Menuri agrees that 
masks only can be walked within their four amot. And they agrees with that, with the Chachamim when it comes to that. Right? And therefore, the Hacha, so why over here is he lenient by the sleeping guy? Because he says, Because he says, that a person who's sleeping is not, is not a guy who can't understand. Since he can't understand, it's different than a mannequin. Since he's a person and he could sleep, even when he's sleeping, he gets his automatic 2,000 amot in every generation. In every direction, I'm sorry. Amar Rabbi Yosef. Rabbi Yosef says the following. Tashma, I'll bring you a proof whether or not objects become tichumable with 2,000 amot. It says the following case. Gishamim yom tov. If you have rain that falls on Erev Yom Tov. So once the rain fell, it became an object, and it only has 2,000 in every direction. But Yom Tov, it fell on Yom Tov, so therefore, before Yom Tov, it never had a Tchum, because it was up in the sky. It is like the feet of any person, and therefore, it has 2,000 more in any, therefore it could go, who, I'm sorry, whoever gets it, could take it as far as they want. Now we see that rain, which is of course ownerless, it doesn't have an owner, it can get only two that in each direction. And therefore, want to say the same thing with Hefteh holds that Hefkeh items get the Shivita. Hamani, who says this? Rabbi Yochan, he then the author is Rabbi Yochanan, who says that it can only go to the other direction. And if you say that they can't get their shvita, Hamani, which rabbi would allow that the 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 rain to go to the other one every direction? it can be none of the rabbis, and therefore we want to prove that Rabbi Yochanan holds that the chetzeh keramutat. Says we not necessarily. Yativ Abaye v'ka'amr la'ashmaita. Abaye was telling this story over. Amalei Rav Safra la'abaye. Rav Safra told him, Dilma b'gishim ha'smuchim la'ir ha'skinan. Maybe we're talking about that rain that was close to the city. V'anshir t'ir da'atam al'ayu. And the people of the city were thinking about it. Since they were thinking about it, that's how it gets 2,000 amot. But it could be that really, hefker items do not accept it, get 2,000 amot. And this is talking about a case where they're not really have care items because the people of the city, even though they don't own them, but they were planning to get them, so therefore they get the rule of 2,000 amot. Amale, so Abai told himself back, I don't think it's talking about, people, about rain from outside the city that people were thinking about. Why? The time we learned in the Mishnah, Bor shel yachid, yachid. If the board is owned by a person, it's like the, it's, it has the rule that it can't go anywhere out, that the person can't go. If it's from a city, it's like the people of the city. And the people who are going from a like the people who draw it up. But then we learned the other way around also. A board that was made for Shivatim going to Ezzel, they have, they have two thousand more in every generation. In every, in every direction, I keep saying generation. In every direction. Kashina Dadi, we have a question of each one and each other. The mission of Brighta, what happens to water that was ownerless?
must be that one was a Yochanan Minuri and one was a Banan, which means this Bryce over here says you're two thousand more Yochanan Minuri. He holds Hefker, and the Rabbanan are saying that they don't get their own their own things, their own lists, and they don't get their own zechut, their own um, item. Tchum. It was a contradiction because we said that the Ole Bavel, which was which was water that was ownerless, does not have to do this anymore. It goes like the person who drew it. You see, it doesn't get its own tichum on its own, and here we're saying it does. So we're answering that Rabbi Yochanan ben Nuri is saying to them, what the Rabbanan say, it goes like whoever drew it. Says the Gemara, Ki ata the kamed of Yosef, when Abai came in front of Yosef, Amalei, he told him, Hachi kamar Yosef, this is what Yosef meant to say. The Hachi Adria, this is what I answered him. Amalei, so Rabbi Yosef told him, why do you tell him from the bright itself? If we're talking about rain that fell next to the city and the people thought about it, why do we say it's two that more than every generation? Should it said that it's like the people of the city? Obviously, you see that it's Rabbi Yochanan Benuri and everything gets its own two thousand amot. Amar Mor, we mentioned before. I think we'll stop over here at the two dots. Amar Mor, Biyom Tov. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen, Amen.